you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. The Super Bowl matchup is set. We welcome you to a new week on Tape Heads. We've got championship games to talk about. Bob Shoes and longtime voice of the New York Jets. Boy, I would love to see the Jets play in one of these games again someday. And, of course, joined by a longtime general manager in the National Football League, Scott Pioli. And Dan Orlovsky breaks it down at the touchscreen on the ESPN NFL programming better than anyone. He and I, of course, call college football games together. And, boy, as a radio announcer, you dream of calling a moment like this the championship game. It comes down to yet another game-winning field goal attempt. Chiefs, Bengals, here's how it ended. Four years ago, he was a senior in high school in tiny Fort Payne, Alabama. Now the Bengals' Super Bowl chances rest on his right foot. The kick is up. It is good! Coffin nails! It is no fluke. It is a fact. The Cincinnati Bengals are headed to Super Bowl 56. An amazing ending, an amazing story, an upset, certainly that no one saw coming when it was 21-3. Guys, let's get right to it. The Bengals are in the Super Bowl. Joe Burrow has proved, I think, what both of you said about him going all the way back to the first month or two of the season right. We wondered if their protection would hold up. We wondered if they would find answers, Scott, as we went through this season. Could you imagine if Joe Burrow had great pass protection, what he could do? Because he just keeps on finding answers. He either finds answers with his mind. He finds answers with his legs. He finds He's a problem solver in the pocket, never gets flustered. And here they are going to the Super Bowl. I guess in large part due to that quarterback, right? Yeah, it, it the quarterback and the defense and the receiver and you yep. know a lot of things and some terrific coaching and I, I I give their franchise a lot of credit for where they've gotten this team again the Brown family Mike Potts you know who's who's their director of player personnel and and having the right mix of players and um, they're going to here's what here's what I do know they they've got a shot in this game. 
They've got they've got a legit shot, and they're going to have to continue to do things to, to to bring in more good players to upgrade this team, and and they're going to be in a position to do it because they've got the trigger man and they've got some other really good players that are the right guys. Uh, I'm I'm excited for this franchise. I, I really am. It's because. You know, the way this league has set things up, um, it's nice to see a team like the Bengals benefit from the structure and the model that's in place, which is the National Football League. Yeah, so there was so much about this game offensively that I liked for the Cincinnati Bengals. And I think your point, Scott, to the defense, and I'm sure we'll get into that a little bit, is valid. But first of all, when it comes to Joe Burrow, and I know this guy's name has been thrown around, and Scott, I hope I don't make you jump out of your chair, but... uh oh. It was the most Tom Brady-like performance, just watching it. He, you actually did. Well, you didn't jump. It was I more, just got out of my chair. Yeah. Uh, it was he didn't the most, say that. It was the most Tom Brady-like performance, right, in, in regards to two things. Situational football. Like, okay, it, this, this is the play. This is the situation. What's the, what, is, what do I have to do to make the right play for this play? You know, and just, hey, second and 10, and they're going to blitz me, and I've got a five-yard completion here. That's that, That's what you got to do with the football. It, it's third and five, and I got man pressure, and the defensive line is giving me a seam, and I'm going to scramble. And when I scramble, I'm going to get six yards. I don't need to go get eight, nine, or ten. I don't need to try to put my shoulder down and run through Teran Matthew. I'm just going to go get my first down. And, and I thought there were so many multiple examples, four or five times, that he does stuff like that. And then... The ownership at the line of scrimmage. I always say this, quarterbacks, every play you are getting asked a question by the defense. You better have the answer. And there's two pl- plays where he changes protection at the line of scrimmage. One is he's, he scrambles out to the right. to He hits Higgins scraping across the line of scrimmage. And then another one, he hits Boyd over the football. But he's getting pressure. He sees it. He redirects the offensive line. They pick it up. The ball comes out. And just that ownership of, I know what you're doing, guys. I, I know what you're doing. It, and I know not only what you're doing, I know how to hurt what you are attempting to do to me. I thought that was really good by Joe. And then I'd say T. Higgins was huge. I think T. Higgins' frame was huge in this football game. His big six foot three, six foot four frame was big in their pass game. And I saw a lot of chatter in the game about this. And, and I kept my mouth shut because I had disagreed with it. I thought their conviction to calling first down outside zone runs was good. I mean, that's who this football team is, is the outside zone scheme. And they were okay with it. Not always going to be pretty. And sometimes it's going to leave the second and nine. But it didn't allow Kansas City defensively to just tee off on the pass game and ruin the game because the offensive line wasn't good enough. And I thought that was a very big deal. Dan, I agree with you completely because my concern in going to that was how I thought the Chiefs were going to dominate the line of scrimmage with their defense against the Bengals' offense, and they didn't. And like you said, they made a commitment and they stuck to it in the play selection and the calls they made. The other thing that happened during the game offensively for them that created concern for me was when cj uzama went down totally yeah. because uh, uh, you know to me i was like oh my gosh this is going to be a problem for them because he he's going to be critical in this game uh because you knew what they'd be doing with with chase and you knew what they'd be and um and they overcame that that i think that was the other thing that really that that fascinated me about their offense was 
CJ's been one of the most important players. You know, we've talked about this, or I've talked about this with you guys the last several weeks, is, you know, 49 catches during the regular season, and over 50% of those were either for a first down or a touchdown. Yeah. So it wasn't just the number of catches. It was the importance of his catches and the, the, the importance he had to the offense. You know, yeah, I did jump out of my seat when you referenced number 12 there <laughs> in the comparison. But, but what I, I don't disagree with is, especially with young quarterbacks, you know, Brady's first Super Bowl was season number two and Joe Burrow number two. And if you can tell those young guys and get young quarterbacks to be selfless, an understanding of what might work. And, you know, I, I've said it a hundred times this year, short, sideways, intermediate, there's nothing wrong with it. Get the ball into the hands of someone who has more foot talent than you <laughs> and let them do the work. Yeah. Now, now that, that's not a shot at quarterbacks, Dan. We don't take things offensively. We don't take things offensively, trust me. <laughs> well, we may be, at least some may be surprised that Joe Burrow has gotten to this level this quickly. He was asked afterwards how surprised he is to be in the Super Bowl. Yeah, I think if you would have told me coming into the league, you know, when I got drafted that we'd be here this year, you know, I would, obviously it would be a shock. But, you know, like I said earlier, now it's not, I'm not surprised, you know, playing this whole year. I knew that we would have a chance to be here. And, but, you know, today was a, a great win for for the organization, for ownership in, in the city, and me personally as well. So, you know, it's a very exciting moment. And maybe back, Scott, to that comparison with Tom Brady, down 28-3 to three to the Falcons, Tom Brady never changed, oh. right? Like, no matter what the moment is, in any game, any deficit, any advantage, Tom Brady always looks the same. And doesn't Joe Burrow strike you? Like, when this was 21-3, to three, and I guess maybe a credit to their play calling as well, Joe Burrow never looks different, their offense never looked different, the I don't role. even know if Joe Burrow breathes. Bob. I know, right? It's amazing. Know. He's got like gills. Um, and and also like their commitment, as you said, Scott, leading up to this game. And and I think what you've made the point over and over again for them the whole year and into the playoffs, their commitment to making sure that Joe Mixon is a yes. big part of what they do, even down twenty-one to three, that never varied. Yeah, and you know, just a reminder, Bob, I, I was on the other side down i mean up 28 to 3 when we lost well, but, hey, can, I know, can I but i've been on the other side of that a lot too i was trying to enjoy that game <laughs> here's one thing that i was trying to enjoy that game yesterday and they kept on referencing as the bengals got closer that the it, the largest margin uh ever overcome in a championship game was the colts getting the patriots in 06 and i'll tell you I sure know how to fail because what, on, on epic levels, when I lose, uh, it's, it's going to be on an epic level. I mean, those comebacks, but there is something about the players that make those com comebacks. I mean, Peyton Manning did it to us, again, when I was with the Patriots, that big championship game eight, down 18 points at halftime. And, and here's the thing is they never, you, you said earlier, Dan, that they, um, they don't seem like they're breathing. Um, yeah. Yeah, there's there, there's something to that, and and I always mm -hmm. go back to that one story with Brady at halftime of that first Super Bowl in the locker room fell asleep. No, no, I swear to you, I swear to you, it's a true Come story. Come on, he took a nap. <laughs> it's unbelievable. He, he, totally normal did. stuff. Get I, out I, of I, here. Hey, it's it's. <laughs> it's incredible. I mean, but 
I don't know. I, you know, don't you wish you could have that kind of makeup where you could, or train that well, where you can breathe? Like, I, could, I wish everyone could see Dan's face right now. What do you I want to say? I couldn't fall here? asleep till two o'clock in the morning after that game with all the Rams eyes, <laughs> let alone being in the game. I couldn't fall asleep. Look, till there's two. a story out That's there amazing. where he was in the locker room. That's he closed insane. his eyes and, and took, a, took a little nap. That's wow. I think Joe Burrow, you know, he, if we find out Burrow naps at the halftime of this Rams Super Bowl, I'm telling you what, <laughs> then you can compare them. <laughs> Test them. Obviously, what went right for the Bengals had a lot to do with what happened in this game, but what yeah. went wrong for the Chiefs is a huge theme as well. We're going to talk about that when we come back on Tape Heads. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs... Yeah, like check out these hair. Pl- I mean, don't just walk around. Hey, tapping. Hey, hey, stranger. I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you know do that with everyone you meet? Try to act like they. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, but I mean, like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, "Look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot." Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but all right. So, what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at lifelock.com slash iHeart. That's lifelock.com slash iHeart to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. 21-3, guys. The Chiefs had this game in hand. This game was over. They're on the goal line with a 21-3 lead. What happened? Here's what Patrick Mahomes had to say. 
there's a few just a few misreads here and there. There was guys that were open, um, and I I didn't hit at the right time, or I didn't I didn't I, I passed up on a sudden shorter that I went for something. I wanted to get something deeper down the field. Um, and when you're playing a good team and you don't hit what's there and you, and you try to get, try to get a little bit more than what's, what's necessary. Uh, you, you, it kind of bites you in the, bites you in the butt, I guess you would say. I mean, it, it's something that, uh, uh, we were playing so well in the first half and the second half, uh, we were just off a tick and that's all it takes to lose a football game. How many of us ever thought that the Bengals would be in the Super Bowl when that game was 21 to three mm. chiefs going to start the third quarter with the ball, knocking on the door to go in at the end of the first half to add to their lead, I guess twofold. Dan, I know this is something you talked about on ESPN, something you tweeted about as well. A, to get the stop before halftime, but B, for the Bengals to get the stop coming out to start the third quarter to validate the stop it matters, yep. going in at halftime. You had to have both. Yep. They got both. So I guess twofold, Bengals defense, but also the strategy, the check down choice that Patrick Mahomes yeah. made, that whole sequence at the end of the first half and then the start of the second half. Let's start at the end of the first half. So I, I do not at all mind the aggressive mindset for the Kansas City Chiefs and going to try and score a touchdown there. You hadn't been stopped. You're getting the ball at the second half to start. I did not like the play call. I did not like the fact that quarterbacks are trained, hey, one to two, one to two now. I would like to have seen Travis Kelsey by himself. Hey, worst case, I'm taking the decision-making out of your hands. We are throwing either a fade or a slant, and if it's not there, ball's going to hit the ground, we're going to kick a field goal, great. So that's how I think Kansas City could have changed it. But I do think, I've heard a lot of conversation the Kansas City claps. I think it's more credit to what Cincinnati did. So part of the reason why that play is unsuccessful And I'm going to give you three examples here, Bobby and Scott. First of all, Eli Apple's eye discipline on that play is tremendous. Man coverage, he runs from one side of the formation to the other, and he never stops looking at Tyreek Hill. He doesn't pay attention to the ball fake or Patrick Mahomes or anything. That play happens because the eye discipline by Eli Apple. The second thing is the second and goal on the last possession by Kansas City uh, near the end of the game, they try to take a little bit of a ball fake and Miko Hardman bluff like he's going to go down towards the ball and go to the flat. And it's phenomenal eye discipline by Mike Hilton. And then the interception by Jesse Bates. He doesn't pay attention to the pump fake or the, the stare off by Patrick. And it becomes a bad away to Von Bell for the pick. So I wanted to get, point that out for everybody. I thought that was really great eye discipline. Um, by the Bengals' defense. This game flips at the half because of one change defensively. The Bengals in the first half ran a lot of three-man pressure, three-man rush, eight-man drop. But what they did was it was in zone coverage. And Patrick would just wait, 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 commit to the line of scrimmage, ball come out, great completion. They did that three times or four times in the first half. All four were zone. They did it seven times in the second half. All seven were man. That is the fundamental difference of what they did first half to second half. They did the three-man rush, and they did the spy in the first half, but it was zone, and Patrick ate it up. In the second half, they said, we're going to do the same thing. We're going to play sticky man coverage. We're not going to give him anywhere to go. And 91 and 94 Hendrickson and Hubbard were going to be relentless in their pursuit of the quarterback. I know. I, I just wanted the, the one play I want to comment on is that the last play before the half. And, again, critical stop started to change the tide for sure. And then, like you said, what happened in the first series in in the second half mattered. But on that play, what I thought was interesting, you know, one of the most difficult things when you're defending the Chiefs and Tyreek Hill is the fact that they're, with his speed and with their team speed, what the way they spread out and stretch a defense vertically, they're in the red yep. zone. They're in a tight red zone. And 
the defense, it's a bit of a safety net, actually, but because of field position, because they know that they can't be spread out like that. So I, I just think that there was so much confidence in the speed and quickness of Tyreek Hill that there was, okay, we get the ball in his hands. For that short a distance, there's no way that they're going to stop him. But on the flip side, the Bengals, there's that short a difference. We don't have to worry about being spread out, and we make the play and we make the tackle. Can I ask a question, though, from a Mahomes perspective? Why was he not able to adjust? And maybe the Chiefs' offense as a whole. Why were they not able to adjust to that flipping strategy from zone to man? Did we see some of Patrick Mahomes back at the start of the year where he sputtered and didn't play well and they were inconsistent? Did he revert to some of bad Patrick Mahomes that he seemed to get out of at the end of the year when they were clicking? And everything, like the when the Chiefs have it going... There is such a beauty to me to the simplicity of their offense, right? Like what they make look, what I know is really, really hard to do, look so easy. And for Patrick Mahomes, he makes the spectacular look so easy that when it falls apart, you're amazed. And it really fell apart in the second half. So how much of this is just on him for just flat out playing bad? Or is it their offense collectively from a schematic standpoint has to do a better job of adjusting to a change in strategy? Always everybody. Um, I would say this. Patrick in the second half looked like he was chasing that end of the first half play often. You know, the the one that we just referenced, the, the, the check down to Tyreek Hill that ends the first half. It looked like he was chasing to make up for that, if that makes sense, Bob. Um I would say two things. There were throws there in the second half that just did not get made. And only Patrick can answer to why. I've seen him be incredibly aggressive in those situations. And not careless, but aggressive against man coverage and make some of those deep crossing routes that they called and that are there three or four times. He just doesn't do it. Um, And I say the second thing is this, and this was something I talked about going into the week that I was a little bit nervous about when it came to the, the Chiefs. They have become so dependent in many ways on Travis Kelsey by himself, soloed up in the formation. Tyreek Hill is the number three. When they do that and you're playing a team that can play some good leveraged in the proper position, man coverage, think about a cone or a triangle. They can build that cone or triangle outside of those two guys and really make it difficult on what you like to do your pass off and crossing routes. And I think that's something that got caught up a little bit with Kansas City in the second half. Scott, what were your takeaways when you think about Patrick Mahomes in this game and I guess maybe what he needed to do to bail his team out? Yeah, and I think part of it goes back to when I watch their offense, they are at their best when they can have – they have it figured out. They are going to be on offense. They're going to be on the attack. They are going to impose their will, and they can do that early. When they have to start reacting to things and reacting to things in quick time, it's not always the same. The production's not always the same. And and to me, that's part of what I saw was that they were they were ready with their plan. They went out. They executed it. They got it. And then the other team kind of caught on, caught up. And then when they had to, you know, counteract that, uh, it became a problem, which I, I think we've seen this season has been a little bit of a problem. And I think um, they they just haven't had the success. You know, one of the one of the plays that I kind of looked at and said, "Wow, that was interesting," was down in the goal line when they did the shovel pass or the the, the quick flip pass, and the way that that has worked previously so well. I mean. 
the last, I think it's the last two times I've seen that run, teams just know when it's coming and can figure out there's some tip that's happening. So I think people are starting to get some tendencies as to what, um, you know, some of the some of the, the greatnesses that they are. They're starting to get tips on that. Well, the Bengals are moving on. And the Kansas City Chiefs, obviously, are now done. We're coming back on Thursday to talk about the Rams getting past the Niners. They stay home and play in the Super Bowl. Be sure to download and subscribe. We hope you have us back with you on Thursday for Tape Heads. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah, and some waves, so we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, can a girl go shopping? Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.